So tonight we're talking about fathered by God. We're going to begin this week's study of introduction. Um, so tell us, Shan, tell us what you, what you learned last week from fathered by God. Um, what I learned was um, to believe that whatever I needed that God would provide it because he's my father. And by doing that, I actually was able to speak with my biological father. What I really wanted, what I was praying about last Tuesday happened this Tuesday. So, Come on. Let, do me, Liam, take me down a little bit on this side. Uh, Come on, let's, let, let's do that one more time. Come on. Let, the Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice. She came up here saying to me, I've forgiven my father, but he won't accept me anymore. He won't talk to me. And, 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 and what did you say? say? Say it one more time. Put it in the mic. I want, I, want, I want somebody to hear this. What happened? He called you. He, well, the way it was is he went through my brother and I... Gave, I went through Facebook and we end up talking. Right. It, it was a, a accident that ended up making us talk, but the fact of the matter is God was in that mix to get us right. started talking. Praise God. Give God a praise for that. And, and what I've been talking about in this series is that our relationship to our Father affects our relationship with God, especially if your Father wasn't there. Amen, right? Am I right about it? Uh, a lot of us, we long to have our father's uh, attention. Uh, we want our father's affirmation. We need our father's encouragement. Amen, amen. Son, you did a good job. Listen, a lot of people could tell you you did a good job, but it's something when you hear it from who? From, where? from who? Your father. All right? And so tonight, we, we want to continue looking at, amen, we're going to continue looking at, and if you look at the introduction, is anybody else uh, learn? nobody else learned anything last week? Okay, get past the mic over here right quick. So we're going to pass the mic, okay? All right, tell me what you, what you learned, what you learned. Remember, I believe we said we had to forgive, like if we had issues with our father from something in the past. First of all, we had to forgive. All right. We got to forgive, right? And the reason why it begins with forgiveness because here's the thing. If you're still holding on to resentment to your father, then how can you pray to your heavenly father, right? And so because, because he represents the very same thing that you did not have. I wish I had somebody. And I told you last week that even though your father, the Bible says in, in Psalm 27, even though your father and mother have forsaken you, the Lord will pick you up, right? Now, now here's the thing. For some reason, we get older and we feel that we don't need to be parent anymore. Oh, I wish I had somebody. But your relationship with your heavenly father is, is such that he parents you. Are you with me? And, and so, and so I, I, if, you know, if you look at your handout, I said that if you had a great and loving dad, we will, we will gladly embrace the what? The biblical picture of God as our ultimate parent. If we didn't have the kind, that, that kind of father, we may have had a longing to find the kind of father we never knew. And, and some of us are in search of that relationship. Anybody here? Amen. We're in search of that relationship to find the kind of father. Now, here's the thing. What's the perfect picture of a perfect father? Say it. Say it. Jesus. The perfect picture of a perfect father is Jesus. Now, your earthly father, if he accepts Jesus, can live a life, amen, pleasing unto God, and he will reflect what you need. Listen, this is what I call a healing Bible study, all right? Because you have to confront the things. Some of us, we hate our fathers. Hate is a strong word, but, you know, maybe we dislike them. Or maybe we hold resentment against them. 
You know, but here's the thing. You can't move forward in your, with your relationship with God as being his, your father if you don't get it right in your heart about your earthly father. Because it affects, same thing with your mama. Amen? Pastor Mike says, Sarah. Uh, you said last week that seven times they used father, the word father in the Old Testament. Yeah, only seven times. Mm-hmm, right. They, they didn't look on God as father. They didn't look on, but, but guess what? 3,646 times, it, no, I'm sorry, 934 times, another one. 934 times it's found in the Old Testament, but guess what, in what context? In the context to an earthly father. Is that deep? Yeah. 924 times they're looking to an earthly father. So what does that tell you about fathers? Amen. They play a very important part in our makeup. So here's the thing. So now we, we, we understand we can't cry over spilled milk. Now we have a new daddy. Right? Come on, somebody. Now, now we have a new father. And where is he? He's in heaven. Right? What dad couldn't do on earth, my heavenly father is doing for me daily. Right? So now, because I have an earthly father, a heavenly father, watch this. I can now, I now have to learn, this is the idea behind this series. How do I relate to him? Some of us just run to him when we are in trouble. Our loyalty is as the morning, morning cloud and like, the, and like the dew of the morning. We're only loyal as long as we're going through. Come on, say amen, somebody. We're only as committed to him when stuff, we need stuff. My mama used to say, uh, I, I need you to tell your dad you need some new shoes. I got some shoes. You better tell him you need some new shoes, boy. <laughs> Amen. It's like I was always had to go to my daddy to ask my daddy for stuff I didn't need. I wish I had somebody. Right? And, and, and that's, that's the relationship that we have developed because some of us were in the same kind of thing, right? Right? We only went to our daddy when we what? When we needed something. I believe it's more than just making a man pay child support. I think it's, it's about developing a system where he has to spend time with his children. Are you with me? Because it's more than just money. Somebody said it. Relationship. And here's the thing. With a relationship with your father, it's the same thing with your heavenly father. When you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you accepted everything that came with him. Hallelujah. And so now as believers, we have to live, watch this, in this relationship with him, learning about him. How do I talk to him? How do you talk to your father? You follow what I'm saying? How do you spend time with him? Matter of fact, how much time do you spend with him? See, we live in a hurry, in a rush. We live in a world that's such in a rush for everything that we, the most important relationship that we should be cultivating, we're not. We're cultivating with Netflix. We're cultivating with the television. We're cultivating with the internet. Facebook got more of our time than God gets with us. Amen. Thank you. Ouch. Whatever you want to say about it. Amen. And so last week we, we began talking about that in search of this perfect father that only Jesus has the what? The perfect father. Now remember that scripture we went to? Go to, go to Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48 Remember what we remember how we started this off last week, right? <laughs> right? And, and, and so here's the thing. I want to say this to you. Uh, you got to remember something, that you are sons and daughters of God. Right? You're sons and what? Daughters of God. You, you got to say it to yourself. I'm a son. I'm a, I'm a daughter of God. 
right? Now, now I, want you to, I want you to back up, right, to verse 44. And, and, I, and I, I, I didn't mean to back up like that, but I want you to see this again. I want you to get another picture of this. A lot has happened from now since la- from, from last week to now. <laughs> they got you reading books and praying and, you know what I mean? I got you doing some spiritual work. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Pastor got me reading books. Dang, gone. What's verse 44 say? But I say to you what? Yeah, oh, man, go ahead. Pray for those who what? Right? Love your enemy. Pray for, love your, hold on a minute. Love your enemy. That's not what the world, that's not what our daddy taught us. You know who, I was, who was our daddy before? Satan. Satan was our daddy. We were born in sin, born in depravity, and then God saved us. And we got a new daddy. Amen. Matter of fact, we return back to our original dad. Satan was our stepdaddy. <laughs> All right? And he didn't do such a good job. It, you, you, you ever notice that, that Satan is out to kill the male race? Right? He's out to kill the male race because he understands how important. Listen to me real good. This Bible study is going to change you. Watch this. He knows how important it is to have a dad, how important it is to have a father in your life. And he knows that if I can destroy your father, your earthly father, and then destroy your, your relationship with your heavenly father, then guess what? I got you. I got you. Listen, you're not only damaged, but you're damaged emotionally. You're damaged spiritually. And that's why when we come to God, we only come to him for the things that we want. That's it. That's it. That's it. Lord, fix my call. Lord, give me some more money. Now, 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 when you cultivate, as we learn in this series, to cultivate a relationship with this father that we have in heaven, listen, he won't have no problem doing anything for you. When we prayed last week, that was a manifestation. I don't think y'all even caught that. That was a manifestation that there's power in this, at this altar. That when God, when you cried here on last week and say my daddy and my my daddy wasn't there for me and I want to have a relationship with him, God heard your cry. And guess what he did? He acted upon what he heard. That's a real father. I don't think you hear me. See, the problem is we haven't really poured out before him. We haven't really poured our heart totally out to him. I know we say we want certain things, but the question is how bad do you want? Look what he says. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Verse 45, what does it say? Who's reading? I was reading? Oh, somebody was reading. <laughs> so that what? Stop right there. You're reading too fast. So that you may be what? Sons of what? Your father. Sons of who? Your father. Now, now the word father, uh, Petra in the, in, the, in the Greek, the word means a parent. That's exactly what it means. Right? Now, watch this. It's used in the New Testament. Watch this. This word Petra. It's used 348 times to refer to God. Is that powerful? But in the Old Testament, they didn't see him as father. God was personal with them, but yet they didn't see him as father. And here's the thing, I believe, I believe that our view of God is so distorted, saints. Amen. The God that we imagine is not the God of the Bible. Because the God that we imagine will give us everything we want. (laughs) 
Amen. If God was to give you everything that you wanted right now, where would you be? Somebody say in the Bahamas. Jamaica somewhere. Amen. I wouldn't be in church, I'll tell you that much. Right? Look what he said. He said, so that you may be sons of your father who's in heaven, for he causes the sun to what? Rise on the evil and what? And the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. In other words, God sees everybody. But the difference between you and the unrighteous, he says that you are sons and daughters. If you love your what? Enemies. <laughs> what scripture? <laughs> what scripture y'all reading? Now, now, being a child of your father in heaven, it bears a lot of responsibilities. Now, children ought to know that they carry the name of their fathers and that their name, how they act, it reflects. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying it's hard for me to love someone who's my enemy. Think about that for me. I mean, this is hard to do, man. This ain't no easy stuff to do now. now you know, it, it, it reads real easy, but it's when you really start thinking about your enemies, there's nothing to love about them. But if you're a true child of God, he says, when you, now, now let me help you with something. You have to mature to this. Oh, I just liberated you. <laughs> like, woo, thank you, Pastor. I'm still, a, I'm, I'm a stayer, baby. Amen. He says you're truly, truly a son, right? If you want, if you love your enemies and do what? Pray for those who persecute you. Go to John chapter 14 now. <clears throat> J.I. Packer said, if you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of having God as his father. I say something to you. Think about it for a minute. God is your father. You and I have this great privilege to stand, to stand in his presence, to sit in his presence this morning, tonight and call upon his name. And guess what? We ought to say, man, it's a privilege to do that. Look at this. John chapter 14, verse 6. What does it say there? Let's back up for a minute. Uh-oh. All right. Let's back up to verse, um, well, go, let's go to verse 10. Let's go to verse 10. So let's look at how this works out. So only Jesus had the perfect father, right? All right. So let's look at it. You, you know, you know, you know, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just read. Go ahead. Leave that alone. All right, all right, back up to verse 7. Back up, I'm sorry, back up to verse 7. I just, let's just start at verse 7. Go ahead, verse 7. Okay, stop right there. To know God, the Father, you have to first know Jesus. All right, now that if there, it's a first-class condition, if and is true. So he's saying, if you had known me, you would have known what? My father also. So here's the picture. Those that know God, it will show in their lives. Listen, my knowledge of my father transfers to the world. He says, if you would have known me, you would have known who? So in other words, Jesus was saying, when you look at me, you have a direct replica of him. Oh my gosh. What does the Bible say about believers? That we are the what? Light of the world. So let me ask you a question. Let's hit the rewind button real quick. Let me ask you a question. When people see you, do they see 
God. Hmm. Okay. It's all good. Look what he says. He says, he says, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have what? Seen him. Now watch this now, verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Philip, Philip, Philip. Philip is like all of us. Show me, show me. Jesus just told you in verse 7, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, but yet he asked again. See, this is how much we misunderstand God as our Father and how much we misunderstand who Jesus really is. Watch the text, y'all. He says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been, watch this, with you have I been so long with you? Ah. And yet you have not come to know me? How long you been a Christian? And yet you do not know your daddy. How long have we been in this Christian journey? And yet he says, have I been with you so long? And yet you know nothing about me. You don't know how to pray to me. You don't know how to praise. You don't know how to worship. You don't, have to, you don't know how to tap into the power that I can give you. You're worried about this. You're worried about that. You're worried about everything. You're not, you're not faithful to me. You won't serve me. Have I been with you that long and yet you don't know me? You know why we don't know him? Because we don't have a picture of him. Because everybody that we look to, they're imperfect. So we have to look to Jesus. We have to look to him. And looking to him is where we'll find our example. Are you following me? Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, he who has seen me has seen who? Oh, my gosh. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? See, I think that we're looking for something more, but what you're looking for is right in front of you. Listen, if you can't find it in Jesus, listen, may I say something to you? You could be looking for a lot of things. This is what causes a lot of people to leave the faith to go off into different denominations and delusions and demonic activities because they're searching for something more than Jesus on the cross. You know, you know here's the thing. You could be searching for purpose right now, but your purpose is found in him. Your, your transformation comes as you are developing a relationship with the one who died for you. When you see Jesus, you see God. And, and, and listen, no one can come to God unless they go through Jesus. I longed, for, I longed. You know what took me to Hinduism? And, and, and all those other things I was sharing with my class on Monday night, how I went into Pentecostalism. They had me speaking in tongues and stuff. You, you know why I went into all that kind of stuff? Because I was in search for something. All right? I was in search for God. I wanted to know him. I really, really, I knew that my life meant more. Listen, you are valuable. Listen, your life, your breath, everything you do, who you are is very important. You're not just, listen, your character needs to be developed. That's all. But I was in search for something. I wanted to find my daddy. Not my earthly dad, but my heavenly father. 
And I thank God. People say, well, how, how, why are you so committed? Why are you, so, you know why I'm committed? You know I'm sold out? Because I found him. I found him. And, and I know some of you, all of you here may have found him. But here's the thing. In finding him, now what are you going to do? See, here's the thing. The period between abandonment hmm, and reconciliation, after you reconcile, you can't go back to business as usual. See, some of us use our pain for purpose. Some of us use our pain to drive us. And then when the pain is relieved, we ain't got nothing to do no more. We, we can't be mean and ugly to nobody. We can't be upset in our feelings all the time. You follow what I'm saying? So, so what do you do now? Well, you find something else to get into. Rather than trying to conform to the image of our father, we trip it. Look, look what he says. Look what he says. Look what he says. He says, he says here, he says, he says in verse 10, do not believe that I am, do, do you not believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is what? In me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but what? But what? But the who? Abiding in me does his work. Let me tell you about this father. Your father is spirit. And your father wants to work through you. Listen, this book that we're reading, our leadership, <clears throat> has awakening in me. I, I'm asking God, that he would transform everybody in this church. That we would be real about our conversion. That we would revisit our salvation experience. Watch this. And that he would cause revival, not just here in Paraland, but around the world. Because a group of sincere believers, listen to me real good, got together and said, we're not going to play with our daddy no more. We're going to live holy. We're going to tear down the strongholds in our lives. We're going to live right. We're going to respond right. We're going to ask our father to change our character, change our hearts, change it. Listen, only God can change you. Listen, you can try everything. You can try 17 Hail Marys and do 15 flips. It ain't going to work. You got to have a desire for God to take away from you those things in your heart that hinders you from having a relationship with your father. Are you with me? Look what he says. He says, he says, I don't speak. Listen, so not only when you have a relationship with your father in heaven, not only do people see it, but when you speak, you speak to glorify him. You're speaking on his initiative, his agenda. Listen, your walk and your talk matches up. So what, what do we have to do? We have to cultivate the relationship with our father. Jesus said something to Philip. Philip had missed it, like we all do, right? We're sitting in the presence of God every week. They could only go in the presence of God in the Old Testament once a year. And that is to make atonement for their sins. But we can come every week and, man, you don't even need to come to church to do that. You can do that in your car. You can do that at home. We congregate to have fellowship with our Father. Come on, somebody. 
And God being our father, look what he says. He says in verse 11, he says, believe me that I am in the father. And what? And the father is what? Can I ask you something? Can I believe you? Is the father in you? Is the Holy Spirit in you? Amen. Now, once you're saved, you know he gave you that gift, right, of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is what I call the spiritual GPS. God can locate you at any time. But not only is this, it is a spiritual GPS, but it's also, watch this, your way of communicating with your father so it becomes a signal. I wish I had you. And sometimes when we get into the valley of life, our signal gets weak. Have you ever been to the areas of this city when you take your cell phone and you start chopping up? It means that there's no tower or you may be borrowing from another tower so they're not giving you, watch this, quality service. They're giving you what's left over. Oh my gosh. And if you and I are praying to God with our leftovers when we're in the valley of life, and listen, you should have a strong signal no matter where you are because you are in the Father, the Father's in you. And guess what? When you speak, stuff happens. Is that heavy? Watch this. Watch this text. Watch this. Watch what he goes on to say. He says, otherwise... If you don't believe, he said, believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the what? So not only is we are to reflect our Father through our, through our living, not only must we reflect the Father through our words, come on somebody, but we ought to reflect the Father through our what? Works. Watch this. James says this. James says, hey man, uh, faith without works is dead. James says, listen, you can talk all you want. You could talk Bible to me. I, I was just watching this pastor. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'll do it. <laughs> He's preaching, right? Oh, yeah. And everybody's all, woo, yeah, preach, pastor, woo. Yeah, fall, people falling down and stuff. People are like, oh. <laughs> all the while, he was sleeping with 20 women in the church. I don't think you're hearing me. But, but, but we're like, yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. My question is, which spirit is preaching? See, my words, my works, and my walk all has to match up with the Father. I don't know which Father he's serving. Now, now I want to say that, I, you know, hey, we all fall short now. Let's, you know what I mean? It ain't no different than what people are doing in the pew. But my point is, come on, man. If you re represent God, you got to represent your daddy. Watch this right. And then they want to blame it on the fact that he was molested when he was six. That's an excuse. And look, and he and one of the women in the congregation had a baby for him. And he's behind the pulpit on Sunday morning, and everybody's going along with it. Saying, yeah. Now, is his walk, is his word, and is his works matching up with the heavenly father? Now, let me, let me liberate you, okay? Romans 8, 1 says this. This is what it says. It says that, uh, therefore, now there is no condemnation. So, here's what I'm trying to say to you. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. You're going to fall, but you can get back up. 
and you got to try again. How many you got a? How many you got a? How many you got a second chance? Let me see all the second chance people. How many you got a third chance? How many you got a fourth chance? Let me see. Let me see all my fourth chance people. How many you got a fifth chance? Amen. How many on your hundredth chance? That's what grace is all about. Now, listen, it doesn't mean that that pastor can't repent and, and, and come back and live for God and, and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean he can't do that. But here's the thing. Why did it take a secular person to point out what he was doing? Is not the word of God powerful enough to do that listen when you hear the word if it brings no conviction check your heart check it check it check it you may need some aspirins because you got blockage <laughs> never listen you know my pastor used to say y'all keep y'all in here and y'all, y'all, y'all think because y'all got say y'all don't never come up for prayer. Like God, God sit there and like, man, but I already. And then I start thinking, man, I need prayer, man. I, 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 I'm like some of you that run up here every week. Notice I say run. Guess what? You can talk about me all you want. Can I tell you where I got my change at? At the altar. You know where you got your change from? Now, if you don't believe that this is a Bible-believing, power-filled church, then I don't know what to, how else to convince you that the Father is here. See, because sometimes we have these things and we overlook them. We, have, we got power, y'all. Women aren't the only one that got power. We got some power. Y'all got to use your power right now. Watch this. Now, now watch this now. Watch this now. now. Now, this is the part of being a child, right? Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12, somebody. John, quit making all that noise. Go on, verse, two, verse 12. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. Hold on a minute now. He who what? Can, can I ask you something? I mean, seriously, right? What? Let, let's, let's see. Let me see if I got some Bible readers here. Give me some works that Jesus did. T t tell me about it. Tell me about it. Healed the sick, fed the 5,000, raised the dead. Huh? He died and rose again. What else? Huh? No, he didn't part the Red Sea. <laughs> he turned water into wine. Y'all forgot about water into wine. He turned water into wine, y'all. He got his drink on. <laughs> Don't encourage him. What else? He healed the leper. What else? Healed the woman with the ish. Woo. She bad. The woman bent double. Right. Okay. All right. The woman at the well. I mean, he done a lot of stuff, didn't he? He made the blind see. Took the demon out the little boy. Brought the little girl back to life. Brought Lazarus back to life. Huh? Say what? He told Lazarus come forth. All, all, yeah, if he didn't call, if he didn't say Lazarus, all the dead folk would have rose from the dead. That's, that's how much power he had, right? Got rid of whatever that was she said. 
demons, right? He delivered from de demon possession, right? I mean, these works he did. He, look what he says. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me that the works that I do, he will do what? Also. Now, let me tell you what, what he's talking about here. That way we don't get it all twisted up. Because, you know, when you call stuff, it just lay down. It? <laughs> you know, we, you know, and this has been the great debate about this passage, right? That, that you know, the, the charismatics believe they can go in the parking lot of a car dealership, put their hands on a Mercedes with bad credit and say, God, give it to me. They believe that. But that's not what that means. All right? They want to go to the, go, I mean, seriously. Here's the thing. If your house ain't in order, stewardship-wise, I mean, I know God will give you favor, but baby, you got to clean up your credit. That, that's, that's real talk right there. That's, that's, what, a father, that's what a responsible father is going to tell you, okay? He ain't going to tell you, well, let's just wish. Let's just pray. Oh, please, Lord, please, I'm asking. Please, Lord, let us get it, Lord. Listen, until you take care of the main things first, it ain't going to happen. And if it does happen, right, it's going to put you above and you will be stressed out every week. <laughs> I don't think you're hearing me now. Now watch this. Watch this now. Watch this now. When he said greater works than these will he do because what? I go to the Father. Now, here's what the greater works is. You ready? Number one, the reason why you can do greater works is because when Jesus went to the Father, he left the Holy Spirit. That's number one. The greater works that he's talking about, guess what it is? And we ain't doing it. Sharing the gospel with someone else so that they would not go to hell. Out of all the works that Jesus did, the greatest work that he did was to bring people to the Father. And you and I now have that opportunity. See, see how unattractive it is? Like, man, God, I thought it'd, I thought it'd be... I thought he was going to be deep. I thought, shoot, I thought we were going to be doing some stuff. I thought I was going to raise some dead folk. You know what happened to Jim Baker? He thought he was going to raise some dead folk, man. He poisoned those people. No, that was uh, my man that went to Grenada. Jim Jones. You know what he really thought? He really thought that this potion that he created could bring them back to life. Because he misunderstood scripture. He took this scripture literal, but the greater works that God told us we would do, listen, the greatest thing you'll ever do is to bring someone to Jesus. See, that ain't popular. Listen, do you know how many people are going to go to hell in church? He says the greater work you can do is surrender your life to your father. God's going to start cleaning you up, teaching you how to live, teach sanctifying. You know, you young people got it hard. This generation got it hard because you got more stuff to mess with. <laughs> Seriously. Sin is at your fingertips. All right? And you could just two clicks and you there. Do you know how many, how many Christians watch porn? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I said I say that. Man. Yeah, I think the mic is on. 
Amen. We got some secret porn people in church, man. You're like, they're nasty. No, they ain't nasty. They're addicted. And they need a power beyond them to deliver them. Let me tell you what can help them. Jesus. The gospel. And we have to stop excusing things as, oh, you know, just, it's okay. It's all right. He says that if you and your father are connected together, you'll walk like your daddy. You'll talk like your daddy. Your words will be like your daddy. And your works will be like your daddy. And what was Jesus's, this is why I don't understand, I do understand, but why they misinterpret this when he says greater works. The greatest work that Jesus ever did was died on the cross for me, paid the price for my sins, and now, listen, I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. And listen, every now and then, he gives me a little slice of heaven on earth. He gives me a little relief from my problems. He he blesses me. He prospers me. He puts a little money in my bank account. Come on, somebody. That's when I'm living for him, when I'm enjoying myself with him. And then comes the valleys, but even in the valley, I remember that I'm still a child of God. I can still rise above my situation. I can rise above the storm. Why? Because I'm walking the way he wants me to walk. I'm talking the way he wants me to talk, and I'm doing what he asked me to do. Who wouldn't serve a father like that? And oh, how I love him. I want to tell you something. I love him, y'all. I truly, 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 I don't know how to express it at times, but I truly, truly love him. And I try to express it when I'm in his presence by being dedicated to the things I need to do to straighten out my life. Prayer. Fasting, meditation, study, everything we're learning in seminary is what I'm applying to my personal life because that's how I found out that I can be a changed man. I'm no longer the same what I used to be because I've drawn near to him, but I'm so addicted to his love. His love surpasses, I don't deserve, first of all, the first thing you got to remember is this, you don't deserve it. Based upon what you and I have done in our lives, we don't even deserve to sit here tonight and even be in his presence. Yet he accepts me every week. Even when I got a bad attitude, even when I walk in here tripped out and crazy. Listen, he still says, hey, I love you, man. I love you. I love you. All because of grace. And so here's the thing. If he's crazy about me, then I ought to be crazy about him. The greater works that he talked about, look what he says. He says, he says, the greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. But watch verse 13. Watch verse 13. Somebody read verse 13 for me. Now, this is the part that you got to get, okay? Listen, if you want to build a relationship with your Father, right, don't let the first thing that come out your mouth is gimme. What does it say in the next verse? Notice when it came, right? It came after he talked about the walk, the words, and his works. And then he says what? Greater works will you do, right? And what, what, what does it say there? Whatever you Ah, stop right there. You read too fast. Circle that word in your Bible, Whatever. I want you to put something there. I want you to, what, let me ask you something. What, what you seeking now? What are you looking for right now? Some of you got everything. Some of us got everything. I mean, we got everything. Listen, may I say something to you? At some point, you have to get to the place where you are content. Amen. Obviously, if you're not content, it means that you don't really know your father. Because to know him is to be content. Lord, thank you. Ta-ta. You know, the baby say ta-ta. 
Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I got everything I want, Father. Thank you. You know what? Today, I'm not going to trip. Today, in my mind, I'm going to stop tripping with these people on the job. I'm going to do, go to work and do my job. <laughs> Rather than complain about what I got to do every day. Isn't that amazing? We complain about what we do, but then on Friday, I'm sorry, we got direct deposit. We don't even put our hands out. Amen. Tata. Am I content? But here's the other benefit of knowing him as your father. Whatever, I'm saying one more time. So not only is it your work, no, your what we start off with, your walk, your words, your works, but it's your whatevers. That's the three W, the, the four W, 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 W. W. Your walk, your what? Your words, your works, and your whatevers. That's the benefit package right there. That's the part of being a child. Listen, my daughters, they ask me, now, now you know, I trip sometimes. I don't give them whatever they want all the time, but through persistence, faith, <laughs> amen, my little baby, she won't let up. But daddy, let me tell you why you should give it to me. See, so, so today she convinced me, right, to take her phone on the bus. Seriously. I said, Faith, you're 10 years old. You're not supposed to take your phone. Dari didn't take her phone 10. Aaliyah didn't take. So, so she said, well, Dad, let me tell you why. Say, all the kids on the bus be cursing. Everybody, I can count them. There was 10 of them. And every five words they say was a cuss word. So can I bring my phone? All right. Okay, Faith. All right, whatever. No, she can have it. No, she can have it. Yeah. You know, they, they can have it. it. Just It's just, you know, we were just not allowing her to do it because we didn't want her to lose it. But, but the point is, after she stated her case, and I, this has been last, since last year she's been asking. I said, nope. But now I said, Whatever. Right? And, and, and she stated her case. See, I, I'm trying to help you with something. You, you're praying about something. I'm, I'm talking to you right now. But, but watch this. When your walk is not matching up with your, with your word. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and listen, I want to tell you something. You know, and you're asking him for stuff, right? And it ain't happening. It's because stuff ain't matching up. So what we got to do is we got to examine those four W's, so that, no, those three W's, so we can get to the last one where he says, all right, whatever. Because look what he says in the text. The text says, whatever you what? Woo. And what's the acronym for ask? Ask, seek, and what? Knock. So here's the thing. When you ask your daddy for something, right? Uh, don't sit around and just think he's going he's gonna to send it certified mail to your house. Or somehow he's going to email you the blessing. Amen. Or, or text you his bank account number. No, he's going to do that. He says, you got to go seeking now. You got to go knock on some doors. I told you about this. This is how you change. You're going to knock on some doors and God is going to open that right door. And that word means to keep on knocking. But because I have this relationship with the Father, right? I know that whatever I ask. Now, now, now that whatever is all inclusive. I can want it for me. Amen. I could want it for what I want it for. I want some extra money. 
me. He says, whatever. And let me say this to you. A father doesn't give. If a, if a child asks for bread, he doesn't give his child a stone, does he? So watch this. If you're asking for something and you get a stone, that's your other dad. That's your stepdad. <laughs> that, that's your stepdaddy. And let me tell you about your stepdaddy. He's a liar. He's a thief. And he's been an adulterer from the very start. Watch this. Whatever you ask, in what? In what? In my name, that will I do. Now, now, now let me just say this. Uh, I need to back that up right there. Yeah, I know I said whatever. <sighs> but let me give you the catch 22 on that whatever thing. See, here's the thing. If God gives you some money, you don't tithe on it, it ain't whatever. All right? So I'm just saying, if you get $5, you get God 50 cents. You, you, you know why? Read the next part of that verse. Let, listen, let me say this before I, close, before I close this thing here. The reason why he's saying you could ask whatever when your words, I'm sorry, your walk, your words, and your works are matching, he can trust you with whatever. Let me say it one more time. He can trust you with whatever. Because here's the reason why he knows he can trust you. Because the text says, whatever you ask for in my name, I will do it so that what? What's the text say? So you ready for the last? Ready for the last W? Somebody write this down. This is something I'm putting in somewhere. You ready for the last thing? Your worship. Your worship. May I ask you something? I'm closing. I'm leaving. We're gonna leave early tonight. I'm closing. I'm full. Anyway, I'm full. I can't take no more. I can't. I'm saying I can't take no more. I, too much for me. And some of you are like full to the brim. Whatever he gives you, does he get glory from it? He gives you a new house. Have you invited anybody over? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you used what he blessed you with to glorify him? Because what the Father wants from all of us is glory. Listen, you don't use your brand new computer for pornography. For gambling online. You follow what I'm saying? You, you, don't, you, don't, you, you use it to glorify him. You ask for something. You got it. Does he get glory? Now, a lot of the relationships that we have, with the, a lot of us, our relationships with our father in heaven, it's strained right now. There's a strain in the relationship right now. Want to know why? He can't get no glory from you. You look good. You feel good. But you don't say, Lord, thank you for my good health. Thank you for my, 
thank you for the way I feel this morning. Thank, thank you for the way I, uh, you know, the, the, what I'm doing right now. Thank you that whatever I, I asked you for, you gave it to me. But Lord, I want to give you back a portion of this. I want to give you back a portion of my time. I, I want to give you a little bit of my talent. I want to give you a little bit. Lord has blessed me. There's some people in our church, and I don't want to call their name to point them out. But I want to tell you something. I sure appreciate the way you glorify God by the things you do for this church. Seriously, I want to tell you, thank you. You are selfless. You follow what I'm saying? You don't put your, your agenda before your father's and because you understand where your blessings really came from. Thank you for doing that. So if I'm going to cultivate this relationship with my father in heaven, my walk, my words, my works, my whatevers, but my worship. Give God a hand clap.